0: You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM. Hello there and you're very welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheen. I'm going to be with you for the next hour or so, looking at all the latest in tech and answering any questions you might have. As always, you can call 069-66200 or you can text or WhatsApp 871 6 6 And you can email myself, patrick102fm at gmail.com, with any questions you might have and I will answer them on the next show. Uh, the first question we have is from Michael in Bradford, and Michael is looking for a kind of an all-round microphone. Uh, he says he wants to do some recording at home, but he wants to do one out and about as well. And he said he doesn't have a soundproof room. So he was doing a little bit of research. So he was thinking to get a dynamic mic instead of a condenser mic. And that would be correct um, because the condenser mic, Um, would be more sensitive and it would pick up more of your surroundings and things like that so a dynamic mic uh, would be you'd have to speak right into the very front of it and make sure you stay within a certain distance of it uh, for it to pick you up fairly good uh, in most cases Uh, whereas condenser mics would have a bit more, would pick you up a little bit off mic a bit more or um, would be more sensitive uh, to kind of pick up the surroundings and things like that where um, where a dynamic mic would be very single directional so um, he was thinking to get a dynamic mic and it would be fairly robust for out and about as well Uh, one that could take being dropped or something like that by accident or a certain amount of uh uh, I wouldn't say abuse, but a certain amount of rough and tumble of of being in a bag or something like that, and or being you know held in someone's hand and walked around with and things like that. Where condenser mics generally would be much more um, delicate. So. Um, he, I said I'd look at the... I got an article and I also have one that I've tried out myself recently and I found very good. Uh, there would be more on the budget side of them, but um, I looked up the top 10 and see if I've tried any of them or what I think myself. And the first one is it's kind of n- number one on the list but it's two microphones uh the Shure SM57 and SM58 and I have tried both I'd say more definitely more I'm looking at three SM58s at the moment they're right in front of me uh, all our guest mics here are SM58 so and they're definitely been very reliable and robust as well Uh so they they would be they're around a long time now they're a real go-to you know around 100 quidish, they have a good sound quality you know not you you wouldn't uh record an album with them you know they wouldn't be top 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 um condenser mic kind of quality but very good quality um, musicians use them to record um, instruments and even vocals as well um, but uh, yeah they're they're a great all rounder they're good for doing interviews they're good for doing music they're, they'll kind of do anything they're tough they're like most of the time if you see in the movies or on TV shows doing someone doing a mic drop dropping the mic it's usually one of those because they'd be able for it uh, compared to some of the other mics around so definitely the shore sm58 is the traditional one the sm57 as well would be the would be fairly tough mics, so they're they're pretty good uh, and what do they say they're legendary performance tough simple and versatile and reasons to avoid none to pick up uh right one to pick just pick the right one for of the two so they said there's no real downsides to them and i agree with that they're they're great all rounders uh, the only thing that might be downside is if you didn't have a 100 quid to spend or something like that so we'll get to some of the budget ones in a while uh Sennheiser md421 um, it's uh, 400 euro um i don't i haven't used one of these now but it looks more like a condenser mic look uh to it it's a kind of a thicker, bigger mic. It doesn't look like your, your standard um, musician's mic. It looks more like a, say, a podcast or a radio station looking mic. Um, so I'll say, I will see some of those, because I don't know too much about it, we'll see what they say in the article. This is on musicradar.com. Uh, five position switch adds versatility, the usual Sennheiser quality. Uh, yeah, and Sennheiser, anything I've used, have been very good. There is a lot of good, you know, um, sound equipment out there, a lot of companies. That make uh, good quality bows and um, road and shore and Sennheiser. There's there's a lot of them. Behringer. Uh They're occasionally discounted as well. Uh, pricey, but watch out for discounts. So uh, it's a broadcast mic, but has since become a studio and stage favorite for close uh, miking snares, bass drums, and toms. So this it seems to be used a lot by um, musicians and it's originally a broadcast mic so that might leave out the the um, outside kind of walking around kind of side of it and it doesn't look like one of those mics anyway. It looks like a, a mic that's, that's uh, designed to be mounted on a mic arm and just recording whatever uh, bits and pieces, vocals or snare drums or things like that. So... um Another one is the Shure SM7B. So this is a very famous microphone. This is probably the most famous podcaster microphone at the moment. That's not, we'll say, a USB one. But uh, when it comes to XLR microphones, this is probably the number one. You see the likes of Joe Rogan using them. Um, Nearly all the big podcasts are all using them now. I think he was the first one to kind of popularize it. But it goes back, that microphone, the SM7B or the SM7A, maybe it was called, even was used back as far as like, I think, the Thriller album by Michael Jackson or something was using one of those. Sure, SM7, I think it was SM7A at the time, or the the old version of the SM7B anyway. Um, So it's been, it's, it's gone back a long time. And, um it hasn't changed an awful lot over the years cuz it's kind of a good recipe the same as the other one the 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 one we said in the first list the the SM58 the SM7B uh but this is another one now that you wouldn't really and this is more expensive as well they're like 350 euro or some 400 euro nearly um but they're uh, they're definitely a studio mic they're kind of most famous for recording vocals anyway um Even though it's not a condenser mic, but apparently the the sound quality, the vocal quality is really good. Um so let's see what it says application vocals and and also readily used for kick drums and guitar um, sounds so xlr superb warm characteristics yeah they're known for that uh, they give that um, even if you're at home recording it will give you that kind of a broadcast sound like a radio station sound you know a deeper sound uh, which is very good without picking up too much of the background noise so that's why it's popular for podcasts you, c- you can set it up in your spare room and it'll sound like you're in a st- studio studio Um, superb warm characteristics makes any room sound great adjustable frequency response electromagnetic shielding and a podcaster's dream it says Uh, reasons to avoid need substantial clean gain uh, yeah it's not uh it doesn't have a lot of volume it has to be boosted a lot uh they're also famous for that as well so you'd need a good mixer with them at least a good mi- a mixer with some good preamps next one is the road pod mic uh, this is another one it's kind of like a roads version of the sm58 uh, it has its own mounting arm built in the same as the shore and um it's supposed to be quite good but it's it's uh, a lot cheaper instead of 400 it's only 100 um let's see what it says uh, reasons to buy optimize for voice great to get great or easy to get great results and then reasons to avoid not the most versatile microphone um podcasting was super popular long before worldwide covid lockdown saw the genre go stratospheric so big uh, is the market that many mic brands now produce genre specific podcasting microphones uh, so they built it especially for that it was kind of to to um, rival the blue yeti which would be a usb microphone and uh the shore sms or the shore mv7 that's another one I haven't tried. I've definitely, I have a Blue Yeti at home. That's the one I'm kind of using at the moment uh, because I'm not using my um, XLR mixer. I'm just using the USB microphone at the moment. But that's another one uh, that you wouldn't really use out and about. So it wouldn't be suitable for Michael's question there. Another one, ElectroVice RE20. Uh, they're very popular as well. You see them used on a lot of podcasts. Uh, same thing. Um, they're I, I think they're quite expensive as well. 538 euros. So even more expensive, quali- uh, again. Uh, superb build quality uh, clever tech trumps unruly broadcasters excellent sound uh, reasons to avoid expensive for a dynamic mic uh, yeah but they are very popular and they do sound good as well but I'd say the Shure SM7B is probably a little bit better considering it's a 100 quid less uh, next one is one I haven't seen before but it looks nice it's a cute little mic it's a, an unusual shape Um. Yeah, it's I can, it's hard to describe but it's like a T-shape kind of, but the the two the top of the T is like a, a wire mesh on both sides. So is it like a side-to-side mic or something? A dynamic kick drum microphone with rather clever active filters. Uh, Cardioid. Oh, so it's specifically for kick drums, it's not for um, it's not really for vocals and stuff. That's why it kind of has uh, two sides to it maybe just to pick up the sound. Um, but yeah, that's uh, the AKG D12 VR so, but it's that's specifically a kick drum, so that wouldn't be. This next one now might be one that would be suitable as well. It's a standard kind of design, uh, like the the Shure SM58, uh, a stage mic built to sound good, performance and after performance. So it's a hundred euro as well. So the same um, size, and this is the are the same price as the Shure SM58. This is the SE Electronics V7 um let's see the reasons to buy that they say tough will probably outlive you (laughs) nice design touches good open sound great value and reasons to avoid is none so this is up there as well it's a bit down the list in their list but uh, it's up there with the shore sm58 as well it looks very similar um yeah that looks like a good one as well an se electronics v7 And uh, the Sennheiser E609 Silver. Now, this looks like kind of, it has the handle like a standard mic, like the the ones we're talking about, the, the stage mics. But the top is like a big square. So it looks like one you could get away with using by hand, using outdoors. Um, but it looks like you could also set it up and use it for a podcast or something like that. It has a big square head on it. It looks kind of like a bigger microphone, uh, the top part. But the bottom part has the handle and has looks like you could use it. out. So this might be a good... Um, Compromise kind of one. If it's good quality, let's see what it says about it. This is the Sennheiser E six oh nine Silver. Uh, clever, stainless design, easy setup, rugged, anti vibration build, and reasons to avoid is none. So there is a lot of high quality microphones out there. Uh, The E609 Silver is a guitar cab mic that delivers a natural, transparent, assertive. So this is only for guitars, guitar cabs and drums. Also, it's not really, um, it doesn't have a low-cut filter. So this is, it looks the part, but it's actually, no, it's only for guitars when I read it. It's one I hadn't seen before, so... Uh, that's why because I, I wouldn't record um, that much uh, when it comes to instruments and stuff next one is the Telefunken M80 this is another kind of stage mic uh, it's a standard looking the mic drop looking mic as, as they say they, they'd be the stage mics so it's um, a stage vocals and snare drum mic uh, condenser like sound oh that's quite good uh, sleek design build quality uh, is very good and fun colour options you can get it in pink pink and yellow <laughs> um, but when it says cond- it, it's, it works like a condenser mic does that mean it picks up the background a lot uh, the M80 is an interesting microphone for a number of reasons not least because it's available in fluoro pink yellow orange and gold uh, no fewer than 15 colours in fact you can even mix and match the colour of the body and grill in order to fully coordinate the M80 with every outfit that's gas uh, what is the sound like Telefunken has worked hard to develop a microphone with the robustness of of a dynamic mic and the sonic characteristics of a condenser mic. A lightweight capsule and tin diaphragm give the m 80 a wide frequency response that benefits from a touch of high-end presence. Uh, The resulting characteristic is open, airy, but authoritative, a good choice for lead vocals and snare applications despite the high-end presence uh, transcends well-tamed and handle noise is uh, lightly subdued. Uh, build quality is top-notch and the M80 is hardly heavy but it is reassuringly hefty. Tipping the scales at 430 grams uh, which is about a third more than the Shore SM57. Uh, its lines are smooth, sleek and look rather sophisticated in black and chrome. In fluoro pink and yellow grill. at least nobody will steal it. <laughs> um, so that sounds like it might, could be good uh but it could also be a bit too sensitive maybe if you're using it outdoors it could be picking up too much of the background or if you're in a noisy room noisy room trying to do a podcast it might be the best all-rounder but in specific situations it could be quite good and number 10 on the list is the Audio-Technica ATM-230PK. It's a drum microphone, so yeah, three-pack of drum microphones. that w- They wouldn't really be uh, applicable for what our listener is using. Um, so that's all of the top 10 there from Music Radar. I also have another kind of an, uh, an outsider one, which is One Audio. So this is a company I've talked about before. They've been kind of doing um, headphones and things like that, but they also have a dynamic mic, which would be more on the budget. In of things but the specs are quite good i was looking at it spec for spec with the likes of the shore sm57 and 58 and it's a par or slightly above you know they can go say its range is slightly lower to higher so it has a, a longer range of things like that, so um, it could be quite good. Uh, I, I so it's brand new, so we obviously I haven't done any long term testing, but it does so- sound quite good now. Um, and this is the one audio ON55. And this would be less than half the price of pretty much any of them on the list. It's only 30, €33, €34. Euro. Uh, so, the, yeah, the shore ON55, it's a metal case as well. It's the same kind of build quality as those. Uh, but obviously, there's no long-term test. But if you're looking for something more on the budget and the things that would be an all-rounder as well, and have a good um, specs on paper anyway, but uh, without being fully tested, uh, that might be another one on your list. Uh, so that's uh, that's a good rundown of uh, pretty much most of the top dynamic mics out there of all the different brands, uh, going from five hundred and fifty euro of the the sure I think it was right down to. Um, this one audio ON 55 for €34, Euros, so that gives a good a good scope there. Uh, so we can see, uh, have a look at some of the latest in tech and see what's going on in the news. Uh, everyone is anxious about Apple's iPhone 14 sales, and here is why. Uh, sales in Apple, and this is on CNET, uh, sales in Apple's most highly valued, com- or Apple, the world's most highly valued company, may tell us a lot about consumer spending at a time when the economy seems out of control. When you think of Apple, you probably think the iPhone or perhaps the Mac. Uh, When you think about Apple's bank account bursting at more than $179 billion in cash and marketable securities, you probably imagine uh, a pile of money larger than anything you've seen in a cartoon. On Thursday, Apple will likely take a new role as a bellwether for our shaky economy. Uh, The California tech giant is set to release a financial report for its fourth fiscal quarter this week Uh, and the all-important holiday shopping season, during which Apple typically rings up more sales than the entire economic output of many countries, but it will include a couple of weeks of sales uh, for its newly released iPhone 14, newest Apple Watches and upgraded AirPod Pro as well. Uh, Yeah, they do. They make a lot of money, even though they sell lesser volume. Uh, their their money per item is more because they 're more expensive than than most android phones uh, other than the the high end uh samsungs and things like that but um yeah, they 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 don't sell as many and this, but they do sell a lot in uh, especially in America. America is definitely more Apple than Android. Uh, they're kind of the opposite to us. Uh but yeah, they do make a lot so uh, because they're kind of the world's biggest tech company that kind of way. Um uh, they're being used as the canary in the coal mine for the economy and if they go up or down uh, if the world's biggest company can't keep things going then other companies might struggle or something like that so Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how things go for Apple with this new uh, roundup. Um, Around 400,000 homeowners are poised to face higher monthly repayments. Yet another interest rate hike is expected when the the governing council of the European Central Bank meets today. An increase of 0.75% is on the cards as many banks attempt to control inflation in the Eurozone it'll be the third interest rate hike this year uh, which between them will amount to a 2% rise economist and MD of financial services at Sherry Fitzgerald Shane Quinlan says it will really hit homeowners in the pocket if you look at a a typical tracker maybe with about 200,000 remaining uh, over a 15 year term that means an extra 180 euro per month which I suppose equates to about 2,000 per year there is speculation we'll see another increase for the end of the year and we could be possibly at 3% around the middle of next year. That would mean an extra 300 euro per month for a, for a typical tracker customer, you know, and up 3,500 per year. So the the change is significant. That is significant. That's a lot, an extra 300 quid a month. That's crazy for a mortgage to, with the, the, just shows like uh, the interest rates can... Um, can make such a big difference you think oh it's uh, just a percent or whatever it'll be 20 quid extra a month at the most or whatever it can be up to 300 quid a month uh, if these interest rate things are, are increases are put into place so that's crazy that's hopefully things settle down soon and you know hopefully this war in um ukraine and russia and all that is kind of settled as peacefully as possible but uh, it doesn't look like it's going to slow down for the moment and there's a kind of a global recession in to back it up uh, you know through America and it, it seems to be all over the place now so um, hopefully things get better all we can do is hope for the best and hope for peace and things like that so a new calculator has been launched to tell you how often you should wash your bed sheets Secret Linen Store has introduced the service and it says you don't have to clean your bed linen every week uh, the calculator calculator takes into account whether you share your bed with pets how many times you shower and whatever you eat in bed or whether you eat in bed people who shower often don't have pets and sleep in pajamas can leave it for a month without washing their sheets Uh, those who snack in bed sleep naked and share their beds with a dog or sweat a lot should do a weekly wash of their bed linen oh i'd never have a dog in a bed oh no i couldn't do it no way um that 's some good tips, all right, because uh, I suppose there 's a lot of you know usually bed sheets would be like boil washed and uh, they take up a lot of electricity and stuff and if it's if it 's not necessary to do it, some people would be a bit o c d they 'd be doing it a couple of times a week uh, and uh, maybe it wouldn 't be necessary to do it as often if uh, as you say if you 're having a shower just before going into bed every night and you have your uh, pajamas on and uh, you say you wouldn 't have a very thick sheet, so you wouldn 't be sweating. Enough, off a lot you know you prefer to have a cool bed kind of thing that you wouldn't be sweating as much maybe the bread the the bread the bed would say stay fresher for longer as well so and and you wouldn't be eating uh, popcorn and watching films inside in bed and things like that (laughs) so it all depends on 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 how it's been used i suppose Uh, this robot painted my nails clockworks manicure machines are adding functions so this is an article in cnet uh, about this lady that uh, used a robot that does nail painting now uh, clock or, clockworks machines paint nails t- in 10 minutes uh, for $10 is in America and are a game changer for manicures on the go um how do you make beauty services a little faster? Uh, that's the question that Rakuna Apte says led her team to create the Clockwork Nail Painting Robot now at six Target stores in America. And don't you know, they'll if, they, if they're if they successful, they'll make their way over here and everywhere else as well. Uh, the CEO and founder says the machine will be expanding to even more locations next year, and the next models will be able to do even more, including removing polish and applying a clear top coat of paint. All without human assistance. The 10 minute express manicure uh, sounded like a dream to me as a busy working mom. It can be a hassle to carve out the time for a typical 45 minute long manicure. I gave the machine a spin and was pleasantly surprised at the quality and it lasted a week. The human attendant is at the machines right now, but that not may, that may not be the case for the next version of the machine. Uh, so she, she has a picture here. Her nails are red. Uh, looks nice and clean. Looks looks like it was well done. Uh, think of the clockwork of a big printer. You insert a cartridge of nail paint, and after choosing from twenty five colors, a screen instructs you to insert a finger to be scanned and kept and keep still. With your voice command ready, uh, a robotic arm lowers and quickly covers the nail bed in a coat going around in a spiral uh there there are many times you just want something quick something in and out Mm -hmm. and that's a problem we really want uh to solve for people uh so yeah that's it they have a a robotic gel nail application that's very i presume it has the uv and all that for drying the gel and all that kind of thing all built into it so that's that's very cool. Or maybe it's just one that doesn't use the UV. Maybe it's just a standard nail polish or something. A man has returned a book to a library borrowed by his grandfather, eighty or eighty-four years overdue. Paddy Reardon returned the book to Earlsden Carnegie Community Library in Coventry in the UK, uh, which had a due date of the eleventh of October, nineteen thirty-eight. A penny a week fine of eighteen pounds twenty-seven was calculated and paid to the library. Uh, the book read a dear by nature by nature writer Richard Jeffries was borrowed by William Harrison for his daughter and who had uh, died recently uh, so they found the book and they decided to return it uh, uh, Elon Musk visits Twitter's headquarters as deal deadline years uh, what you need to know Musk tries to back out of buying Twitter after signing a deal uh, this spring to acquire well no that was he did but he's back in again sure he's he he actually put up a video walking into the tw- Twitter headquarters um, with a kitchen sink in his hands just for the joke that he could say, let that sink in. he's gas, the stuff he comes up with is hilarious, the the, the, the meme stuff. He loves memes. <laughs> for a fellow that's like so intelligent, uh, he loves the, the, the simplest, uh, silliest memes. Uh, Twitter's legal battle with billionaire Elon Musk could be coming to an end on Wednesday Musk shared a video of himself visiting uh, Twitter's headquarters in San Francisco entering Twitter HQ uh, he said let, this, let that sink in <laughs> Musk tweeted as he carries a sink <laughs> walking into the company's office the billionaire also changed his Twitter bio to Chief Twit and location uh, to Twitter headquarters uh, so yeah uh, he's uh, he's been doing that for years, you know. Uh, silly jokes uh, like the Boring Company is the company that's boring underground, but calling them the Boring Company as if they're really boring. His uh, uh, laws uh, and even like he called his cars S three uh, model S, model three, model X, model Y, just to call it sexy, <laughs> just so say, but without the E because um, Ford had had the model E before. Uh, So that was funny. Um, A source familiar with the matter confirmed that meetings have happened between Twitter and Musk as Musk moves closer to completing a deal to buy the social network for $44 billion. Musk's effort to take over Twitter has been filled with turmoil because the billionaire kept changing his mind about purchasing the company. uh, And Twitter sued Musk. Yeah, Twitter... um, our Musk wanted proof that, uh, like everybody knows, if you uh, uh, probably half or a quarter of my followers on Twitter are bots, are like fake accounts with no, um, they just follow loads of people and nobody follows them, and they have like John five six seven eight nine one two three four kind of thing on the end of it, and uh, they don't, they're not active, and they don't uh, retweet stuff and stuff, and it's full full of them. There's so many of them on it, and they were saying, oh, it's less than 5%, and it's definitely a lot more than that. Uh, But he wanted all the paperwork and stuff like that, and they didn't want to share it. and uh, So that was what he was saying, that if the value of the company was based on the amount of real users, and he thought the amount of real users was much less than it actually was and uh, they were they were denying that and that's where it was going back and forth. Um, Musk initially said the deal couldn't move forward until he got proof that fewer than 5% of Twitter's 229 million daily users uh, in the first quarter were fake or spam focused on the important metric of understanding Twitter ad business but Twitter alleged in a lawsuit against Musk that the billionaire was trying to pull out of the deal because his personal wealth had fallen so the, uh, no, the price of Twitter had also fallen and he. Did they wanted him to go ahead. The, what was the, the forty-four billion? But the price had dropped where it'd be the equivalent of thirty-something billion. And were, but they was—he was thinking I shouldn't be paying this much. The company has dropped before the deal even went through, and I should be paying less. And you know, their stock value had dropped an awful lot because of the global recession that's gone on. But I think he just decided it's not worth all the hassle. Just go ahead with it and buy it anyway because he's planning on growing it, and it, it won't matter in two years' time. Because the company will be worth a hundred billion, and you know it won't matter then, uh, because his his plans and how he can fix it and grow it and and all that kind of stuff. So uh, that seems to see, seems to be how that worked out. Uh, the world's first Lego brick cafe has opened in Dublin. A new purpose-built space gives adults the opportunity to pick from a selection of Lego sets and bricks as part of World Mental Health Month. The experimental cafe will be open for two days at Hens Teeth Gallery and Cafe in Blackpits to give adults the chance to experience a mental health benefit uh, play or what mental health benefits a play can bring so that's good that's interesting uh, Tesla under criminal investigation over claims about self-driving cars report says the DOJ reported laun- reportedly launched a criminal probe after more than a dozen crashes happened while Tesla's autopilot software was engaged um I think there was an update they had to roll back on as well. Uh, they're all, they're constantly updating their um their uh, autonomous software and I think the, one of the updates wasn't as good as they thought and they had to roll back in it. You know, it is a dangerous thing but they say overall that it's still there's so much less crashing with uh, autonomous cars than there would be with people driving it still is more uh, less chance of crashing uh, overall than that because it sticks to the limits and it it sees things that you don't see but it can also miss things that you would see so that's where it gets scary that if you're sitting there uh, with the car and it suddenly does something and cuts you out in front of a truck or something because it doesn't see it um that's when it gets it gets dangerous you know it is it's it's a it's a running experiment um these autonomous vehicles but i don't know if you could just have them in in monitor mode all the time and let the person drive but it needs to make the mistakes to learn and things like that or like it needs to be corrected that's why they say a driver should always be monitoring and keeping an eye on it and everything like that um should never take uh, take your concentration away even when it's driving for you and it's constantly sending telemetry back and if it if it needs to be if the person needs to interfere and stop the computer from driving the car uh, then it can do that and that information is sent back and it's marked as a mistake and then the the whole system learns from that Uh, but it still does make mistakes and mistakes can can be dangerous most of the time it's not it's just like it tries to change lanes and the, you stop it and that's fine but other times maybe the person isn't paying attention or it does something more more severe and which causes an accident and uh, yeah it's it's definitely a risky thing to do uh it's hard to know because if you if it's something you want to really go ahead with and all cars will be using it in the future kind of thing this is how it needs to learn and it needs to learn from uh, millions and millions of people using it and learning how people react and how how things work on the roads and things like that, um, so it can know what is going to happen and uh, what what you know what etiquette is used on roads and how people react and things like that. Um, how to recognize different types of vehicles and it's a it's a learning. It's like a a, a giant brain that that is all interconnected when it comes to the those cars and um, it's it's constantly improving and getting better. But uh, it still is a risk. Uh, definitely is. Um, householders are being urged to avoid buying single-use plastic decorations for Halloween latest figures from Eurostat shows Irish people are the worst offenders when it comes to plastic waste across the EU 2021 figures found the a- average Irish person generates 54 kilos of plastic waste each year, each year compared to the EU average of 33 kilos uh, environmental journalist John Gibbons says single-use decorations cause significant harm to the environment not that we shouldn't celebrate things. But for some reason, we Irish, when we do things, we, we, we tend to just go maybe a little bit over the top. And, and I suppose what we're looking at here is, and I described it, as you say, as plastic tat. It's a lot of this throwaway stuff that a lot of it originates basically in China. It's petrochemicals shipped 10,000 miles across the world to end up basically being single-use plastic in Ireland. Yeah, that's true. A lot of it, there is a lot of it. All right. I suppose if you get stuff, the same with Christmas decorations, try to get good stuff and then keep it use it for next year and use it over and over again and um as i say uh, single use stuff is 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 not good you know Uh, especially you know and even money wise and stuff as well it's no harm to have these stuff and you put them in a box put them up in the attic put them out in the shed and bring them out you know market halloween bring it uh, bring it out for next year and and put them up again you know even a single use stuff isn't as single use as it's you know uh, you can uh, you can try to reuse them a bit as well uh, those things you know they'd be a lot of them would be fine put them away in a box now unless it's something that's like a candle that burns or something that you actually use but a lot of those skeleton things and uh, things you put batteries into and it, it uh, you walk past and it goes boo and <laughs> those kind of ones that, that uh, those robotic things and all those those are, can all be reused and put away. Uh, so I'd, I'd definitely recommend for that because, especially for environmental reasons, as they say. So it's always uh, good to try to keep the environment in mind uh, when you when you're buying these things. Uh, Anchor's first three D printer is up for pre order and it's already impressed me. So this is a uh, CNET again. Um, so Anchor is a kind of company that I got to know years ago for cables and things. They were kind of a budget price cable company, but very good quality. You know, years ago. Um, I've definitely got different bits and pieces off them over the years, um, batteries and things like that. Uh, but more nowadays now they've gone, I wouldn't say much, a lot higher, but some of their stuff is more, they have um, a little pocket projector thing, like a Coke can size projector, I think. But it's like 200 or 300 euro, but I know projectors are very expensive, that's the only thing, and it's supposed to be quite good, but... They would have say more mid range stuff and things like that. And by projector prices they probably would still be budget because I you know, you'd see four K projectors for like five and six thousand quid, so but pocket projectors, even pocket projectors can go five and six hundred quid, so um they do do other stuff now as well, and they started off kind of doing cables and things like that, and they were uh, they became popular on Amazon because you know you'd get your your Type C cable for maybe a fiver, and it would be the same quality as another one that you'd get for like. Twenty quid, thirty quid, something like that. Uh, but now they're they're. I don't think they're as cheap as they used to be, but they're, they're still very good, and they're probably still good value for money. Uh, it's a successful Kickstarter campaign. Anch- Anchor's first three D printer, uh, the Anchor Make M5, is available for pre order. I've spent some time and here's my first impressions. Anchor is a well-known brand outside of the, uh, the 3D printing community uh, which can help to draw in new people. Uh, its printer is also significantly faster than a lot of others. The 3D printer is available for pre-order now and costs $800 in the US and £750 in the UK. Uh, when Anchor... First announced, it was making a three D printer. I was skeptical. I've always liked Anchor products, but there was certainly no guarantee that a company known for making phone accessories and battery packs could make a good three D printer straight out of the gate. But having used the Anchor Mate M five for the past couple of weeks, I can confirm not only that Anchor uh, produced a three D printer, but it can make a very promising one. Anchor M5 was originally launched as a Kickstarter campaign and managed to raise 8 million in funding. Those backers will receive their printers this week and as of Tuesday, Anchor is letting the public buy it too. Uh, If you head over to Anchor website and are taking pre-orders now with free memory stick and free the plastic for, for making the different items. Uh, I've been playing around with the Anchormade for a couple of weeks and uh, what follows is very much my first impressions based on about 50 hours of printing rather than a full review. You'll also notice a bit of skull theme in my prints. I have 220 year olds in my house who both love skull iconography and just happen to be seasonally appropriate. Most of them from Hex3D's Patreon if you want to, to find them. So it looks quite cool it 's like these designer plastic skulls looking things um, so it looks quite cool. The first thing you notice about the anchor is how easy it is to put together a few screws to attach the gantry to the base is really all you need before you can plug it in and get started. The screen takes you through the setup, including installing the app on your phone and goes straight into the off auto leveling procedure it 's incredibly easy to get started even if you 've never used a pre- 3d printer before uh, built in Wi-Fi is something that few 3D printers have and the ones that do tend to be a bit spotty on how well it works. I'd like to say the Anchormate bucks that trend but in my experience it doesn't. The printer often loses connection requiring the entire setup to be run again on the app. It's a pain but when it does work it saves a lot of uh, walking back and forth with USB thumb drives. Is the print quality uh, on the Anchormate M5 any good? Uh, As you can see the OG Cnet torture test which is based on the Logo citizens so from CNET. Uh, the M5 does a great job on quality, the dimensional accuracy is excellent, and the overhangs and bridging test printed extremely well. So they printed out the logo. Um, The CNET logo and it's there's loads of sharp corners and edges, so it looks like it has done a great job of it. The the CNET logo, so that's very good. They say it was quite fast as well. The M5 boasts uh, speeds of 250 millimeters per second with a 2,500 millimeter per second peak acceleration. Compare that to the competition. Most of the best 3D printers out there print at about 50 to 80 millimeters per second out of the box. On paper, the M5 should be Four or five times faster, which is not quite that much uh, of a jump. The difference can be considerable. Uh, so it's quite fast as well. Camera ready prints. Uh, Anchor has made a big deal of its AI capable camera on the M5. It offers you a side view of your model as it prints that you can access from anywhere even while i was out shopping i could check on the progress and to see if there were any errors the eye part was the ai part was supposed to detect when your print fails and didn't warn you even pausing the print if the failure is dire Uh, this kind of works but often gave me a false positive when uh, someone walked by the camera or if the table wobbled a bit too much Uh, it's a good idea that I think will get better with firmware updates so that's very good so so they've put a lot into it now and that's by prices of other ones it's not too expensive so uh, for a first time uh, it might be a good idea Uh, James Gunn takes charge of DC movies and TV along with producer uh, Peter Safran the Guardians of the Galaxy Peacemaker and Suicide Squad director is officially DC's answer to Marvel's Kevin Feige Um, which might be no bad thing because he did a great job of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and things like that Uh, James Gunn has been named as boss of the future DC movies and TV shows along with producer Peter Safran uh, going and Safran will spearhead DC Studios a uh, reorganized division of Warner Brothers Discovery turning Superman Batman Black Adam and other DC comic characters into new films TV and animation projects from the Arrowverse TV show to the gritty movies of ja- uh, Zack Snyder Sny- <laughs> Zack Snyder and standalone movies like The Batman and Joker um, DC someone what varied output of superhero movies and TV shows has been neg- negatively compared to the unified vision of rival superhero uh, franchises Marvel although lately DC is probably catching up if not passing them out in some ways um, I'm not sure how Black Adam is doing but I'm, I'm excited to go to see that uh, and also um, Zack Snyder's Justice League I, I thought was really good as well I thought it made uh, vast improvements on the first one um, yeah, so there has been quite good ones as well recently. Uh, the Suicide Squad, that prequel one to the Suicide Squad, was was very good as well. I forget the name of it, um, with Peacemaker was in it and all that. Uh, but so they've been they've been doing good. So it'll be um, interesting to see how they go going forward. But I think it's a positive move. Yeah, so that should be good now. Uh, Xbox prices may rise after the Christmas. Uh, Microsoft says economic pressures are very real, uh, but that it wants to keep the cost to customers the same uh, running up to the holiday season, as they call it in America. Microsoft may raise the price of its Xbox computer game, console, and uh, games sometime after the holiday shopping season, the company said on Wednesday. That would make it the latest in a series of consumer um, goods and service operations that have already been hiked uh, or are planning to hike uh, cost to customers and their products. Uh, Phil Spencer's Microsoft head of gaming and, X, uh, and Xbox, said the increased sticker prices across the video game industry over the past couple of years have reflected the increased cost of making games, as well as manufacturing costs for video game consoles themselves. Um, yeah, so it's going to be going up. Uh, the Xbox Series S will continue, will continue to cost 300 through the holiday shopping season and 500 for the Series X. The company's games made in-house will also continue to cost as, uh, as much as $60 rather than 70 Other game makers have been charging. Yeah, there's a lot of PlayStation games for $70. But I was thinking about it the other day. I just finished the game I've been playing for months. Um, Ghost of Tsushima. And I wouldn't be the fastest game player, I'd play maybe half an hour, an hour every day, but when you think about the value for money... (laughs) I've gotten, and I'd nearly start playing it again because it's been so long since I started it. I actually started, the it, it You it allows you to restart the game, but with all the things you earned from the first play of it. So you have all the weapons and all the knowledge and all the stuff you built up from the first game, and then you start all over the story again, all the map that you were using is all clear and everything. So I tried that, and like, I had completely forgotten the first few hours because it's been months. I've been playing it for months. <laughs> so I, I, I know I probably paid €70, Euro of it or something like that but I've probably got my value from unlike you'd pay 20 quid for a film or something like that or a tenor in the cinema or something but I've definitely got more hours of use uh than what I paid for it anyway definitely but um you that's why you'd have to be very sure of buying a game get a game that you're really going to play a lot you know my um, brother gets the new FIFA game every year he got FIFA 23 he'll be playing that for the whole year until the new one comes out so he gets his value for money and in fairness the consoles Uh, hopefully they won't they'll keep doing what they do at the moment and bringing one out every seven or eight years or whatever don't be bringing them out like phones every six months or every year or whatever because people will be kind of sick of that maybe halfway through its lifespan bring out a pro version uh with a bit more storage or something like that but it it is pretty much the same as the other one just to keep the sales going and then um bring out your new one so they do they do stand as and especially nowadays because they're multimedia machines i have have all my apps my movie apps and uh, everything else on it as well Uh, so they are multi and i have even the remote control which i use to although that's very it's constantly disconnecting itself or like um, not even just disconnecting like forgetting it's connected to the console i have to uh, take out the batteries and put it back in again or re- reinsert the whole thing again so it is a bit faulty maybe it's just the one I got the, the media remote for the PS5 but it is, it's not the best in the world um, but when it works it's very good and you, you have all your all your apps and all that stuff on it so it is no you can't put Android apps and things like that on it but you can put all the the basic movie apps and all those are all available on it anyway so it is kind of an all rounder you can play I have the disc version so you can play Blu-rays and play DVDs and all that stuff on it as well and um, yeah you can you can download games and yeah they're they're not the worst value for money things uh, when it comes to the, the, the likes of a phone you'll pay more for most of the most of the high-end phones are double the price of the of the PlayStation, of, say, the Galaxy Folds and all those kind of ones are the top iPhones, and, you know, by next year, a lot of them will be out of date, and you'll have to get another one, or two years at the most, whereas you get more value out of consoles, I think. Um... So yeah, but the Xbox prices are going up, but uh, I still think they shouldn't put the price up, (laughs) Uh, because they're still making enough money out of them. You know, they wouldn't be selling them for that price if they weren't making money. Uh, Intel CEO uh, Taiwan's place in the tech industry is precarious. There's plenty of fretting about China trying to reclaim Taiwan. Geopolitics should help spur more chip making in the US and Europe, uh, Pat Gelsinger argues. Uh, Taiwan is in a precarious position in the technology industry. Intel chief executive Pat uh, Gelsinger said Monday as part of his company's continuing push for more geographic diversity in electronics manufacturing. Taiwan plays such a critical role in the technology supply chain, but it's precarious. He said at the Wall uh, Wall Street Journal Tech Live conference world needs uh, the world needs more geographically balanced resilient supply chains his remarks as people worry about whether china, china will try to reclaim taiwan as part of its territory uh, china conducted naval military exercises near taiwan when the us house speaker nancy pelosi visited the island nation earlier this year and russia's invasion of ukraine has foreign policy experts reassessing their assumptions about geopolitics um Taiwan is home to a Taiwan semiconductor manufacturing company, the global leader in the semiconductor industry, and it makes processors uh, for other tech giants including Apple, Nvidia, Qualcomm, AMD, Tesla, and even Intel itself. But Taiwan is headquarters to plenty of other big players including PC makers sh- such as Acer and Asus, uh, TSMC chipmaking rival United Microelectronics and Hon Hai Uh, precision industry, uh, better known as Foxconn, which assembles iPhones at Chinese facilities. So, yeah, that's... There's... Like, they're all there. (laughs) All the... the So, if China came in and uh, that was all taken over by, say, um, President Xi and the the communist government and things like that, it would be... um, It wouldn't be good for for all these companies uh, when it comes to making the chips and things like that. Everything would be up in the air. So... Uh it's interesting to see where things it's another uh, another <laughs> precarious everything is on a balance at the moment so uh l- all we can do is hope that things work out good. Uh the company uh, so iPhone with um USB-C is coming. The company says it will now comply with the European Union's new rule for universal USB-C charging. Uh, Apple will change the primary cable port for its iPhones to comply with the new European Union rules that require every new smartphone to work with a common USB-C charging cable by 2024, a company executive said on Tuesday. Two top-level Apple executives suggested they aren't particularly happy about the new rules when discussing them on stage on Tuesday at the Wall Street Journal's Tech Live conference in Laguna Beach, California. Originally, Apple believed it had come to a compromise with EU regulators by offering a cord in the box with its iPhones that plugged into a type C on one end and a proprietary lightning cable on the other the the Apple owners wouldn't have been happy about that though Um, you know having to having to carry converters around all the time like even at the moment now I the new phone I got the nothing phone doesn't have a headphone jack and I got uh, type c to headphone converter things so I can plug in wired headphones I don't even know where it is I got it two days ago I don't even know where it is now I think I plugged it into one of my headphones that's inside in the box somewhere or something Uh, these little converters and stuff is no good unless you have one, you know, one, but I've, I'd be using headphones here, I'd be using different headphones in the office, I'd be using different headphones at home, and it's good to have, you know, the connection that will have them all, but it, they're gone away with the, they're doing away with the headphone jacks now, and it's one thing that I do miss from my previous phone, is to be able to plug in the headphone jack, um, which I can do, but I have a little converter now, the Type-C to headphone jack, so it's just one thing in the way that 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 makes it a bit annoying so uh i don't i don't think the apple uh, users would be happy about that Uh, but they said they have no choice as we uh, do around the world apple will comply with local laws Um, apple senior vice president of worldwide marketing we think it would have been better environmentally and better for our customers to not have a government be that uh, prescriptive why would it be better for the environment It was not the whole thing that you can just use cables for everything and they do use it on the Mac and things anyway uh, Apple has been steadily uh, yeah, adding USB-C ports to its Mac computers and iPad tablets it's also been rumored to be working on iPhones with USB-C ports for a while now so it's not a terribly surprising admission still uh, the move is a rare public acknowledgement from the world's highest valued company about the future of its products and in particular, how new government rules are shaping its business. Uh, though selling lightning cables at 19 quid apiece isn't what Apple made Apple its billions in profits. Oh, see, they wanted to sell their own cables and things as well. Uh, the proprietary nature of the technology did help it create a branded ecosystem of accessories built specifically for its devices. So... Those accessories now might be also usable with Android phones or something like that. Maybe they'll try to build in some software thing now to stop them recognizing Android phones or not let them work with Android phones or something. But uh, over the past two decades, Apple's licensed this 30-pin connector for the iPod, the Lightning connector for the iPhone and iPad to accessory makers to create speakers, camera add-ons, and all sorts of other items. It's been a great connector over... And over a billion people have already used it. Uh, when asked how Apple will integrate USB-C into the iPhone, he, d- he declined to discuss specifics. The Europeans are the ones dictating timing uh, for European customers. Um, while on stage, uh, Joss Wack and his colleague uh, Craig federigi apple senior vice president of software engineering, answered other questions about the company's business. They dismissed bringing iMessage to devices powered by google's android software saying the company wouldn't be able to invest as heavily in an android version and thus would hold back innovation uh, so yeah that's uh, that's the, they've been forced to use <laughs> Type-C reluctantly but I think it's a good thing I think it's good that uh, you can use your plug in your Android phone and then plug in your iPhone or whatever and all the accessories and all that so it'll be it'll be good in the long run they'll get used to it uh, just to finish up the last few bits and pieces Nomad's bringing back the early 2000s with a transparent charging brick let's continue this trend of transparent tech please yeah well my new phone is transparent at the back you can see into the back of it Uh, you can see right into it my nothing phone one and you can get the the buds to go with it the transparent buds so I do I do like that I like looking into electronic devices and see what they can do so I really like uh, that about that's one of my favourite things about the new phone is that you can look in and see the the charging coil in the back of it and see the the speaker and all that inside now it's covers and things like that it's not exactly all the wires and everything but it's still transparent so it's pretty cool um, Microsoft says it's more than 20 million people have used Xbox Cloud Gaming. That's double the 10 million figure that Microsoft shared earlier this year. It's clear the Fortnite deal has helped boost Xbox, Xbox Cloud Gaming. Uh, so yeah, they've been doing quite well uh, when it comes to cloud gaming. Um, uh, Sony have kind of relaunched theirs as well. Uh, they've put it all into one. Um, I was using PlayStation Now and I kind of decided to... Let it go. I hit it auto renew, so it auto renewed into the new one. And so it's PlayStation Plus Premium or whatever it is. So it's you know, I, it's kind of, you get a discounted if you're already a customer and you let it continue. It seems to be, it didn't charge as much as it would be, say, if I never had it before, I was just buying a brand new. It was like 60 euro instead of 100 euro or something like that. Um, and I've been trying to, it's quite good. You know, it's good to have a massive library of games. I've downloaded, I actually, that Ghost of Tsushima game I was talking about, I downloaded the Director's Cut version, which was available on a two so I'm going to try that out but there's lots of games and there's PlayStation 5 games now and everything on it so uh, yeah that's quite good and apparently the Xbox One is doing very well as well so that's been Tech Thursday anyway. I better, uh, I better let you go. <laughs> uh, if you want to call the station, you can call 069-66200 or you can text or WhatsApp 0 at 716 And if you have any questions, as always, you can email myself, patrick102fm at gmail.com. Mark your question down for Tech Thursday and I'll answer it on the next show. Uh, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you again next time. You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM.